I'm Rachel. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Rachel. I'm Walker. Thanks for having me today. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is my new song, Fancy Like. But every now and then when I get paid, I gotta score my baby with an upgrade. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street stay with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top, too. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeak, squeaking in the truck bed all the way home. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Can I ask, are you, are you, it says, yeah. I, I read your site, it says books for miles. Do you just write tons of books? I have uh, nine published books. Dang. Um, I've written like 13. Yeah. So, so writing's my jam. That's crazy. So that's, that's what I do. I'm yeah. actually, I'm, I'm working on a book now and I have, when you say nine, that just like my mind explodes at the thought of it's a lot, the amount right? of content. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just um, what what are you writing about? So I don't know if you've heard a song of mine called Craig. I don't think it's so. It's about no. this guy. He I, he and I met at this church. It's a long story, but we met at this church that I didn't want to be at about six years ago. I was not a not a believer. My wife dragged me there. I was drunk when I went there on a Saturday night. Wow. I, I was I, I'm yeah. six years sober. And, but I wasn't sober when, when I met Craig and I walked in this church and just, he just was like, Hey, I'm glad you're here. And, but it's weird. He said, I'm glad you're here, but I knew he knew where I was in life. Like I knew I smelled like alcohol and I, he he knew that I did not want to be there. And my wife and I, we were pregnant with our fifth kid. We had one car. I was working at Costco stocking produce and playing shows every night. And I, I just was a zombie. Him and his wife, I mean, they just loved on us. I'm talking about doors wide open, weren't like, hide your kids from this gross guy. Like, he says bad words. He's always drinking. You know, they didn't care. They just opened their house to us. And they he actually showed up at one of my son's baseball games with his own minivan and the title and the keys to it. And he was like, you, you guys got a burden I want to help you. Somebody did this for me once. Can I do this for you? And so anyway, he eventually, like we, I drove home. I was super proud. I didn't want to take it. I was, I was, I was so ashamed to need that, that much help. And then I knew by taking the car that meant that just confessed I needed help, you know, which is, I'm just, I guess that's, that's been a hard thing for me with, faith in Christ to begin with. You got to get on your knees and say, 
I can't do it. And I don't know why that's so hard for a man like me. But anyway, I took the car and as I drove our, our kids home, I, I, they were safe. They didn't have to duck, you know, when car, when a cop drove by or anything. And I always wanted to thank him. So I wrote this song called Craig. And basically the hook is like, he can't walk on water, but I think he might know a man who did kind of, kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so anyway, I eventually met the Lord and um, I'm redeemed. And now, believe it or not, Craig and I are next door neighbors. Uh, we, wow. We, yeah, we literally share a backyard. And and he he him and his wife have just been steadfast friends to us. We we lost a, a child. We lost our seventh child, and they held our daughter, which is a testament mm. to us. Lainey and I are not really that great at community. We're getting better. And I feel like the Lord's calling us to that, even though it can be messy at times. But anyway, so Craig and I are co-authoring a book called Glad You're Here, where it all started. And it, it basically the subtitle is Two Unlikely Friends Breaking Bread and Fences. And it just talks about how the love of Christ just came through him just because he allowed it to, you know, they, they loved us expecting nothing in return. I, I mean, absolutely nothing. They had nothing to gain from opening their doors to our family. We, we couldn't be more opposite. It's so hilarious that we live next door. Like they, they go to school, we homeschool. There's other big issues, you know, that we're completely opposite on yet at the same time we're neighbors in Christ. I know that was a super long answer, but when you no, said, I when you said nine book, because we just turned in the full manuscript. And yeah. um, oh my goodness, like a song, songs, I mean, they take me a while, you know, I mean, some some take hours, but some take months. Each chapter was like 2000 words. Of, and I was like, yep. you know, I would write my heart out. And I'd be like, this has got to be a lot, you know, and I would word, I would word check it. It'd be like twelve hundred words, and I'd be like, "What the crap?" Man, like, what, I know. What else can I, I say know. about this? But you know, the 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 publishing company Moody—they've just been so kind and patient with us. Um, but yeah, I, I basically do kind of a memoir-ish section, and then Craig applies the gospel, and uh, dude, it's gonna—it's gonna be powerful. Yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel better, authors also write and then check the word count oh, and want to cry. When it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it feels like when you're in school, remember when we were in school and you had to like hit a certain amount mm-hmm. of words and you would just, you would just use so many adjectives oh, yeah. to try and explain what it was. So you're not alone. Yeah. I, you know, you said this, I've been wondering about this so much lately. So I'm just going to ask Come you because you, why not you? Talk me through, or would you talk me through the process of how you write a song? I'm so yeah, curious I mean, about that. You know, honestly, every, every every writer is different, so I really can't speak on behalf of everybody, you know. But I am lyrics first, which okay, is why, cool. honestly, I, I, you know, if you listen to my music, it really doesn't have a genre. But the reason I'm in Nashville and chose the country outlet is because. I feel like the lyrical integrity is is incredible. Like I, yeah, I mean, that's real. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and hey, not every song. I mean, even the song I have out now, Fancy Life, not that great. Like if you read it, it's like it's not. <laughs> we're not talking Shakespeare here. Come on now, but you know, when you when you <laughs> want to get when you want to get deep though, 
and you want to write this song, these meaningful songs, country is the, the, the place. But I, yeah. I mean, I honestly, my process is chorus first. It's super, I think it's okay. super weird to most artists, but to me, that's where the airplane is landing. So I almost, yeah. almost write backwards. Like, I love to get that punchline, just the hook. Like, I'm actually writing a song right now I was working on before I got on with you, and it's called The Rest of You. And it's actually pretty funny. It's about, it's not funny. It's a little bit, it's a little bit sexy, if you will. But it's about my wife. When I'm, when I've been on the road, I'm always like, I just miss hanging out, you know, and just coexisting in the house. And she's like, you only want, there's only one thing, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I, I want to get to that, but I miss, right. but, and, and so the hook is, you make the best love, but I miss the rest of you more. Yeah. And, it's, and I really yeah. do. It's, it, I mean, that's an important thing to me. Don't get me wrong, but, but so I, so I kind of wrote it backwards and, and it mm. comes from the conversation of like, Hey, I'm on my way home. I, I cannot wait to just not have to just talk on the phone with you. And, yeah. and she's like, uh, oh, you only have, you know, one thing in your mind. And I'm like, okay, maybe so. Uh, but I miss your body like crazy though you know and it's and it's a anyway yeah. that, I just I start with words and then melodies are kind of liquid like you can you can start out with one and then enhance it and I like to hear it and be like oh that needs a lift here or let's make that simpler but honestly because my kids are such great barometers I, I notice if they I began working on the song when we were at the beach last week and I noticed some of them singing along and then they would just they, mm. they'd start singing it in the car. And I was like, that's special. You know, if, yeah. if it's sticky yeah. and people, people get it in their head. But I'm, all, I'm always lyrics first. And then I just pick up, you know, an instrument and begin strumming and finding how the words fit over certain chord progressions. But it's really... As, as you know, you know, creativity, it's not a, it's not a light switch. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit frustrating. I love working out because you can, you're like, I'm going to go to the gym now and I'm going to work out for an hour and it's going to be great. Yep. And you can kind of decide, yep. and, you know, you have your off days where you're like, I'm just going through the motions or, but today I'm really getting it. What, cr- creativity is like, it'll be your day is done. You're like, I'm hanging with the family. And all of a sudden you just get blindsided by this, like, Oh, that line needs to be this. And you, you're just feeling it. And so um, my family is super kind and they kind of allow me to just retreat into this room and follow those things. And then I'll turn it off. Be yeah. like, ah, I'm at a stopping point, you know, do you write every day, like seven days a week? Are you someone who has to stay in the rhythm of doing it? You know, I can't not write. That's a huge, it's laughable, but that's a huge battle in my family life. Like if I, if I had to say what's like, if somebody was like, hey, what's the biggest problem with you, you being a dad or being a husband? It is the, it is the, the affair that I have with music you know it is Mm. I can be staring at Lainey and she can be telling me this awesome story and I swear I want to listen with all of my heart I truly want to listen but this glaze goes over my eyes and she knows it and my kids know it you know that 
they know it. They're like, Dad, get out of Songland. You know, just throw the ball back and forth. You're taking too long. And it's because it, it's because it truly steals me away when it really floods. And I'm just kind of a, I don't know if this is for all creative people, but I just am very, I'm not a multitasking human. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all in one thing and then to the next. I'm very, very ADD. So you can imagine, you know, creative thoughts really do steal me from my relationships and not even just my, my wife and kids, but with friends, you know, I'll be talking to Craig yeah. and I'm like in a zone and he's, you know, he's giving me this heartfelt thing and I'm such a jerk. Cause I'm just, I'm in this zone where I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think of the next line of something. And I'm like, come on, man, that can wait. Like, uh, let me like, let me just be in the now with this person right now, you know, and it's, it right. really is a battle. Sometimes I'm selfish and I'm like, I don't care about anything I want to create right now. But, but a right. lot of times I really am like, you know, song, leave me alone. Like just, Right. And I really want to be a good dad right now. I want Right. And so but I think I learned from my dad and and he struggled with the same thing. I have a song in my EP called Briefcase that talks about how his life and his work and his love took him away from my family and I really resented him as a child mm. for that and it hurt, you know, it hurt to be playing baseball and look over and see mom alone all the time and you know be like man I just want my dad you know to to see me play ball and or or anything like that and then I had kids and I found music and I was like I'm sorry dad like I didn't get it you know I didn't understand Mm. how that dream when it when your dream is your occupation and you love it it's a blessing, but it's also a curse because it will, yeah, it will, it will mess up things that you really care about more and that are more eternal, even before you know it. And then you're like, oh, yeah. I, I got my dream, but I, but I really hurt myself. I sacrificed, spirit. right? Yeah. So anyway, will you talk about trying to find your way as a musician and an artist? You're raising kids. You're working at Costco, like. Yeah. Will you talk about how, like, what that part of your story is? Because yeah. I think a lot of people are are struggling to achieve the dream and sort of want to give up. And right. I'd love to hear how you kept going. Well, I will tell you, it's it's fun. I'm a unique individual in that, which is I'm so glad I just said individual because that's that's one of my biggest struggles. Is I am such an individual that sometimes I have to examine my motives and I have to say, hey, am I doing that just because? everybody's not doing that, you know, or am I running from something or am I, you know, in college, I never put on like, I would always go to bars and like gym shorts and t-shirts because everyone else was all outfitted out. And I did, I want, I was like, I don't care. But funny thing is I did care. That's just how I cared. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. even in, 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 in music and stuff, it's never, to me, it's never been about the, it's almost never been about the achievement or making it. It's just what I grow up. It's just what I wake up doing. Like I explained to you about writing. I mean, no matter what job I've had, I've always been furiously texting myself song ideas just because I follow the love. You know, I can't, I can't turn it off. You know, there were, there were times 
when music just made me look stupid. You know, I'm talking about like my parents were worried about us, you know, because while I'm while I'm also chasing this really unconventional, unlikely career, we're having kids, which is which means I need more shoes and we need more food and I got a mortgage and and we have one car, you know, and I was like, I'm no big deal, you know. So I think that really for a long, long time with the whole music thing, I spent a lot of time wishing I could just love something else. And I never really did. So I just kind of kept on waking up writing about it, you know, or writing on napkins and stuff. And so I guess I guess when you ask me, it's funny I truly just can't, I'm just not one of those people who can say, I just stuck it out. It just wasn't a, I just didn't ever think of not sticking it out. You know what I mean? Like I truly, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say this to my wife and kids. If, if anybody thinks this makes me like a bad dad or whatever, but like, I think when I, when I found music, and and you just feel you know when you feel some when you just taste something and you go i was just born to do this like i literally don't care if 10 people look me in the face and say you're really not that great you're really not that talented this song isn't that good it's actually pretty weird i don't even know what to do with it when when you find something where that that just doesn't matter that's better than than having a mansion that's better than yeah that is just you know, and you know, not everybody has that. And that makes me sad. I am sad. I'm truly sad for my adult male and female friends who I watch and they they wake up for security. And the funny thing is, is maybe that that does it for them. Like maybe that's what does it for them. But for, for me, I've had jobs that that checked off all the boxes and I thought I was going to jump off a bridge. I mean, I was so just isolated and just scared of life every day with, without being able to chase. I mean, even my wife, you know, it's funny. I had a great job uh, and I was a booking agent and I booked uh, motivational speakers for big conferences in the month. Yeah, I mean, I was world. like, dude, I yeah. was like 23. I made money. I made money. I was like, I didn't know people made this much money. I was like, what is all this money? And, you know, people with budgets, throwing them at these speakers, and then we would scrape something off the top. And, and, but every day I was just a terrible human. Like, and then I took a job writing songs for literally like 300 bucks a month. This was before we had our first kid. And Lainey noted, Lainey was like, I just, this is you. This is who you. You're you. You're just you're, diff, you're a different human. You know. So I just see your dream. To, to me personally, what kept me going was just those golden handcuffs of of security could never compare to just that wild life giving act of just pursuing my dream. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking mm-hmm. about writing lyrics on styrofoam cups in my car i was just like yeah like this is how i want to say this and this may be the one you know and that's a beautiful thing too about chasing a dream to me when you're pursuing a dream any day could be the day any minute could be the minute like any song could be the one and you know what it probably won't be that's the that's that's the truth 
But when you find that thing, you just don't care. You're like, but it might be, you know, <laughs> and, and no one can tell you it won't, you know, and that's kind of what's cool is like, that's kind of what we're experiencing right now with this song that, that, that we just put out fancy like is like, yeah, it's so cute. It's it, so cute. Well, and I heard it and I was like, I can't believe nobody thought of this before. <laughs> that's awesome. Which, which feels like such a, that's like what you yeah. want someone to say. Like, Oh, I can't believe nobody did this before. Right. Cause it's so right on for right. the audience that is listening to country. Yeah. It's so cute. I had, over, so we, you know, it was an interesting year over COVID. I loved it for two reasons. One, I got to come off the road and dive back into writing. And that is, that's just what I was born to do. I'm going to do that until I die. I hope I die with like a pen. And, and I'm like, I'm asking Lanny, Hey, is this line good? You know, that's, <laughs> that's just where, that's where I am at home. Or right. as home as I can be on this earth. And uh, I also just saw my kids. I mean, I, I had never seen, you know, just like I was telling you earlier, my son played a whole football season the year before COVID. I didn't see one game. I was on the road. Mm. But the year of COVID, I helped coach his team. All these other dads wow. every day were like, why are you so happy? And I was like, because this is crazy. You know, you guys, yeah. you guys get to get <laughs> off at five and go to practice and – uh I mean, my son, he would laugh at me on the way. I'd be like, let's let's pray before practice. This is great. You know, I'd be like, God, thank you that we're in the car together. This is amazing. You know, and I just, I didn't take one second of it for granted. You know, I could see how if you did, if that's all you do, you would eventually, you you would, it, you become desensitized to it. But I all loved right. it. So I, So coming out of COVID, I was just at this really peaceful place where, my creativity, you know, we talked about that dopamine. It was unhindered by like the social rat race. I was not, mm-hmm. I was not playing the comparison game with anybody. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're all at home. It doesn't matter. You right. know, y'all have, <laughs> yeah. like nobody else has any big fancy show pictures. So I'm just right. going to show my house. Right. And what happened was by showing my house, I really just kind of let go of those things and spent more time, more quality time with my family. And if you, you know, if you listen to fancy, like that's just what we do. I mean, that's just, that is my, that's my wife. That's my family. That's what we, on a road, on every road trip, we're like, we we're like, Hey, you guys hungry? We want to go fast food. You want to do something fancy? You want to sit down, you know, cause that's fancy. And it's always, it's always, am I right? It's, yes, I know. you are a million. You're like you right. want to have a right? I know exactly what I know. Mean. There are layers. Totally. There's like drive-through, then there's like Chipotle yeah. you can sit in, then there's That's like medium. an Applebee's you're That's really medium. going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chipotle. Yes. Chipotle and Panera are kind of in a thing. And you then, are correct. You, know, like, you are right. You know, but above that, if you want to chill mm-hmm. and everybody want to wash right. their hands. And get away. Yeah, are we getting an appetizer? There you go. Oh, appetizer is that's party time. If you if dad's getting apps, what is going on? But uh, it's so you know it's so funny. You know, with a family, that's just how we roll, and we love it. Like we 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 just love it's. My kids are genuinely jacked when I'm like, we're going to Cracker Barrel. They're like, what? Oh my. Yes. Yeah, dude. Chick fried steak, biscuits, you know, they, 
And so, and it's funny too, you know, over COVID, I noticed a lot of people were commenting on my socials and they'd be like, oh, we have the same couch, you know, or, oh, you know, we, we eat that kind of cereal too. And, and they were just related. It's funny. They would look at everything except what we were doing in the video. You know, I'd be like, let's sing a song. Right. And they'd be like, oh, I love the scripture. on your Those wall. socks. Yeah. The yeah. Socks. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, I remember one night we accidentally, like for some reason we had eggs on the stairs. And it was there, every comment was like, what's with the eggs on the stairs? And I was like, why are you looking at the eggs on the stairs? Like, I'm sorry I didn't clean up for you guys. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. I think people have this misconception that any star, any, any not, I don't know. I don't consider me a star, but like any celebrity, you're like, oh, their life is different, but it's really not. You know, I mean, right? It's, it's I, I, I rarely. Laney and I, we didn't even know what Came Prime was till somebody gave us a gift card like a year ago, and when we went, and it was like, hey, that's cool, but I mean, Applebee's is good too, you know, and it's a lot, right, right, right. It's a lot faster, and you, know, yeah. and so I just was like, man. That this that was kind of my response was fancy like and um, obviously a lot of people can relate. The biggest, my favorite thing about what's going on now is that I have always been a little uncomfortable with the with just that uppityness that I feel like maybe my management team and label feels like a star must carry like certain clothes. Um, mm-hmm you know just just that like up a notch thing and um mm-hmm. this song has allowed me i am doing nothing but just being me like i right I, and, and you know my daughter is in the the mega video so it's like that's who that's me i'm a dad to yeah. a 15 year old yeah. you know and and we do tiktok dances and i'm not even good yeah. at dancing yeah <laughs> but i don't care and i dance my heart out. Like you show me a dance floor and I'll embarrass you. You'll be like, I don't know that guy. I swear. Cause I just love to dance. And the cool thing is that that's who my kids know. That's who my wife knows. And now that's who everybody who decides to like my music knows. And so yeah. I consider myself really lucky. I truly can't take any credit for what's going on. It's a perfect storm of coming out of COVID where country music is now, the, the team that's right. believed in me for so long. I mean, it's insane what's happening. Tell me now yeah. that things are sort of getting back, we're having shows again. Are you on tour? Are you going on tour? What's the, what's the plan right now? Yeah, we've been, we've been, we had our first headline show uh, th- two nights ago. And how was that? Insane. I'm talking about, oh, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for the emotional impact it had on me. I mean, it was, um, and it was my, my daughter Loxley's eighth birthday. So we got her on stage and everybody sang to her. Uh, Craig was there and, um, his whole family was there and some friends that I recently met and their fans. So just kids everywhere running around backstage in the green room and we sold it out. It was about 1500 people. They were singing along and it, and it really, it was. It was truly. It was a one thousand percent emotional from the beginning to the end. I, you know, I told the crowd. I asked them. I was like, "Hey, let's just for a minute 
just soak up where we're at right now. You know, we're in a crowd. Yeah. We're listening to live music. And I don't know how long, you know, who knows? We may we may go backwards, it sounds like. You know, I don't yeah. know. And yeah. so I just was trying to soak it all in. But it's going to take me multiple days to really process it. But I'm just, whatever God's doing with me right now, I truly can't. I don't really get it. You know, I'm not, I'm a very unlikely candidate for being on stage. Again, I've told you a million times already. I just love to write, you know, I don't yeah. care. Like the stage is cool. And when I get on it, I feel things that I, I know I'm supposed to enjoy, but it's the creative process that I love. We're already making new music, but you know, he's, He's displaying some work through me, which is hilarious because, again, I'm not that great of a guy and I'm not that talented and I don't really sing that great. And ask my kids. I'm I'm just a big dork. Like, I, I'm such a loser. Like, I, you know, and, and my wife, she'll, you know, she's heard all my material. She's like, we're all just kind of looking around at each other and wondering what he's up to, you know, and just be, yeah. and just being grateful that that um, we're safe right now you know and we're and we're together and um we lost our seventh child and that changed our life completely uh when did that happen it was three years ago she would be three uh this past june 6th and her name was oakley Mm -hmm. i gotta tell you a cool story if you don't mind about oakley but yeah of course so oakley little girl she looked she actually looked just like my son beckett when she was born and uh, my wife, she was stillborn. We lost her heartbeat. My, Lenny carried her, past, I think a couple of days past the due date. And this that day was a nightmare. Her uterus ruptured. It got her to almost lost Lenny, honestly. Mm. Crazy day. And over COVID, Lenny and I, we're, we feel, I, I almost feel guilty admitting this, but we didn't want to be done. Like mourning the loss of not having more kids, which sounds crazy, y'all. I know we, we have six, so I get it. If you're like, you're an idiot, man. What are y'all, you're trying to open a Chuck E. Cheese at your house? But here's the deal. We just love those those kids. You know, that's our thing. And we just we just love them so much. So the 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 loss of having them crushed both of us, Lanny even more. Yeah. And so... Over COVID, we signed up for the fostering thing. For short, we did the class online only to get denied because there's like a limit to beds mm. you can have in your house. So yeah, that yeah. devastated us because we got the family jacked. We were ready for the house visit, you know, and we were like, we don't know. We might get a teenager. We might get a baby. Who knows? It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be hard and it's going to suck. And you might, y'all might hate each other, but we're going to figure it out. Yeah. You know? So we were just ready and then denied. And then we started praying. We we're like, God, if there's like a, you know, some girl, you know, who can't handle the, ba- the baby she's about to have, right. we'll take her and the baby. Like we'll, we'll, yeah. we will, they can live here. You know, I was like, just lead them to our address. Make her drop yeah. a baby, make her drop twins on our porch. We were like, you can do it. Come on, you know? Didn't happen. So down the road, this is so crazy. We get a phone call, a text message, kind of a group text message, a gymnastics coach in Franklin who coached my daughter many years ago. Her, his wife had had their first kid. And we were like, Lainey texted her and said, hey, if you ever need a babysitter, hit me up. Thinking, what, what white woman 
ever would leave their first child at this house. Our house is insane. Kids everywhere, you know. And uh, anyway, the 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 wife texted my my wife back and said, actually, you know, we need to get back to work. And so Lanny was like, we will do it. And so now for the past six months, uh, we started keeping this little girl and and believe this or not, her name is Oakley. And so, yeah, so we have a baby. We watched her since she was about three months old. And uh, I think she's about seven or eight months old now. We watched her roll over, start kind of ottoman the couch doing things uh, she's on every one of our phones like home screens she is just another member of the family and at the same time we've been completely blessed by her parents like they'll just come and they're so chill and they'll hang out with us when they pick her up or drop her off and it's just absolute it's just been a blessing bomb uh on my family so jeff just crazy <laughs> Life is crazy, but I love the blessing of that. And I love, I I know this maybe sounds silly, but I do think this is an important thing for listeners. And I, I like keep reiterating this in my old, my own life. You got to call your shot. Like you, you basically said like, this is what we are wanting for our family. And you were open to how that showed up, which feels so important. Cause I think that people cling so tightly to not only what they want, but how it has to happen. Right. That they miss all of these opportunities when God and the universe is trying to guide you right. to tell, like, hey, if you just follow this path, man, you're going to get the thing. But because it doesn't look like how you think it's supposed right. to, you sort of let go of it. So I love that story. Yeah. And I'm glad that y'all are getting a baby to go. Oh, feels like a good thing. It, in this we are, uh, that baby is spoiled, rotten. I mean, she when she gets to the door, everybody goes. But I love what you just said, though. And I that's kind of my advice to anybody chasing the dream is like, enjoy doing the things that are scheduled and routine and that you got to do. Like, I'm a writer. I've got to write every day. Okay, bummer. Mm-hmm. Don't twist my arm. Like, yeah, I'll write <laughs> every day. But it, like you just said, I tell every single human that I write with that's that's new to Nashville is that when it happens, it will not be like you expected. Yeah, but it will not. You know what yes. I mean? It's, and that's the funny thing about dreams. It's not like school. It's not like boom, 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 yep. test, A, check. It, it Life is not like that. It's like boom, boom, yep. boom, boom, fail. Ah, uh, doesn't look like it's going to make it. Oh, you meet somebody in Smoothie King and you're an author. You know, like that is, that. you know what I'm saying? Like everybody. Yes, it, I do. It, and you're, you're like, dude, I would have gone to Smoothie King a long time ago. But you didn't. You weren't supposed to know that. Right. And um, right. to me, that's that is the beautiful thing. Is like just that's what relationships and things in life are. They're just vehicles. They get us yeah. to where we need to be, and then the Lord makes whatever's supposed to happen happen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Man, I've so appreciated getting to hang out with you this morning. I'm glad that we got to connect. I'm yeah. hoping that someday we get to connect in real life, yeah. shake hands like normal humans yeah. once this once this thing is done. I would love it if you can tell listeners who already know you and aren't following yeah. you yet or maybe are meeting you for the first time, where can they find yeah. you? Yeah, so I, you know, I do all my socials myself. A lot of people are like, hey, you do that yourself? And yes, I do. And I respond and stuff like that. And I love the relationships that this job offers me, you know, and the people I get to meet. So yeah, 
Walker Hayes on Instagram. I think TikTok is Walker Hayes official. I got a website with all kinds of merch and things like that, but that's where you can really find me. I know, I know we do Facebook. I actually don't do Facebook. My team does, but it's just like a regurgitation yeah. of the Instagram anyway. So it kind of is, it pretty much is me, but yeah, come say hey. And uh, I got a new EP. It's pretty fresh. It's about eight to 10 weeks old called Country Stuff. That's what Fancy Like is on and Briefcase. And then, yeah, glad you're here. The book in the making uh, with with me and Craig. Uh, my first book, not my ninth. Yeah. Like, uh, like yeah. Rachel here. That's that's pretty much it. You know, come and see us live. You know, you can find tour dates on my website. It's, it's always updated and current on where you can come see us. And it's always a good time. Love that. Love that. I cannot wait to get back to live shows. I'm I know. Like, Ugh, Jones and It's Ford. a wild energy, especially after being out for so long. It's definitely like, man, I can't believe we used to do this every night. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait. All right. Well, thank you, brother. Oh, I appreciate thank you. the time. And I know the audience appreciated it too. Come on. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is a 3% Chance production.